This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes, Almunia saves, knock out, follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Joining us this time round, Benny from the Offside Boys podcast, talking about Canadian football. Hello, Benny. How are you? I'm great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Benny, thanks so much for joining us. The Offside Boys is not just a podcast. There's an awful lot more that you're doing, so we'll come to that um, as we go. But the real catalyst for for this is that Watford have just recently signed a player that many people will have seen appearing in the World Cup, coming off the bench for Canada, Ishmael Kone. Have I I pronounced that right? Because we've got Ishmael Asar and now Ishmael. It's it's too confusing for us Brits. How how should I be pronouncing this? Um, I don't know if I even have it right completely. I say Ismail Kone. I could have that wrong, but I, I think I think I'm closer with Ismail Kone. That's all right. Canada and the UK. That's democracy. But if if he if he's called <laughs> that now, he will be by the time he lands. That's fine. So yeah. Ismail's got had a quite an interesting kind of route to come through to Watford. And we thought, obviously, with it being topical, with Canada having a, I personally thought a really impressive World Cup. I know you went out in the first round, but you were in a bloody difficult group. And he came on and kind of filled things in. There, sort of a defensive midfield kind of capacity is that how you typically have seen him playing at uh, CF Montreal yeah yeah maybe a bit a bit more attacking I think we see him more of a as like an eight less than a six he's, he can he can do that defensive work but he's he can also get in those, in those areas up the pitch as well scoring his debut for Montreal he scored a few important goals for them I think he'd even be a bit further up the pitch than that that sounds good because we've got at Watford we, we, we tend to play with a, th- a three in the middle a kind of a, a, a triangle in midfield we've already got somebody who's very defensive midfield in Hamza Chowdhury and I think probably the, the place that's most vulnerable is currently occupied by a guy called Edo Kembe, who who kind of still sits and what we need is somebody who'll go box to box so if he can do a bit at both ends of the park that, that'll be really useful 
useful for us. The reason I mentioned about kind of an interesting pathway through is whenever we look across the pond, and typically we're looking, we get a lot of MLS coverage over here, so you tend to look to the US before looking to Canada. But we'll get onto the coverage that Canada is starting to get now. Canadian football is starting to get, obviously, with the inclusions within the, the Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver. I think those are the, are they, is it three representations in, in MLS at the moment? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to know how, how that works. But let's just have a quick look at, at Kone. He came through seemingly a little bit more like a, a UK traditional route. Normally in the US, we see these kind of collegiate sport people go and have a sports diploma and then they come on and then they're kind of they go through a kind of a draft process in in the US but he doesn't seem to have done this he's come through this this youth team um Saint Laurent tell, tell us a little bit about his, his background and his journey through into into Montreal Benny well yeah well typically um over here they've they've copied like the North American model where they've got like they'll draft from the from the the, the collegiate program and then from there they, they have, it's called the MLS draft um from there you'll get a bunch of youth players coming into to uh, to teams but he didn't he didn't go that route. He he came over from Ivory Coast when he was young. He had a few tries actually at the Montreal Academy. I think it was like two or three tries, got rejected. Then he ended up, as you said, at, at Saint Laurent, where he played in the U17 Canadian Championship. They won bronze. It was all filmed, and that was that was the exposure that he that he kind of got from there. He went. He ended up, I think, uh, right before COVID or during COVID, he went over and actually did a few loan spells in Belgium as well. Um, yep. before having to come back for COVID-related issues. But yeah, he's taken, like you said, a, a much more traditional like football approach, less less North American. He's he's kind of found his way um, away from the, the, the college programs and just straight into to the Montreal program. Is he is he kind of regarded as quite a big name in Canadian football? I mean, it's it's kind of cool because you, you typically have like big names and like established people that have been there for a few years. But with Canadian soccer, it's so like premature. It's so young where we're, Every player seems to be a young developing talent. And so, yeah, I wouldn't say he's like a big name, but he's definitely one that people came on and he came on and people, um, I, I watched a few of the games um, with with people that had never heard of him that aren't like massive soccer fans, they're just or football fans and, and just watched the, 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 World, the World Cup. And they were like, who's this guy? Like, what, what is this guy? But so maybe not a big name, but definitely an up and coming name. A lot of the next Alfonso Davies is being thrown around. Yeah, I've seen. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't quite say that, but but <laughs> but but definitely definitely developing name. I'd say. Is is that something every bright spark gets? Then is 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 a kind of oh well he'll be yes. fine music in <laughs> yes. the next ten minutes. Yes. That, yes. That's, that's a cross to bear, isn't it? Really, because you know he had a, he had a sensational World Cup, and they moved him. I mean, we're normally left to see him as as a as a hugely competent champion. Champions League level left back, and he was playing kind of left wing and all over the place mm-hmm. on occasions. He was he was an absolute yeah, dynamite. So super play. You must have enjoyed watching him go in there. That was great. It must be very for hard sure, for for Kone to be a a big name because obviously he's only just turned twenty. So as you say, up and coming. Coming all the way through. Some interesting notes here as well. It mentioned that, yeah, exactly what you said there about going on trial to Belgium, so to Genk. Uh, Genk, if I remember, I think we signed Christian Cabaselli from, and also Muscron. But also, um, in 2021... Uh, Montreal have a sister club in Bologna in Italy. So he went and trained with there. So, you know, he seemingly got, you know, a fair amount of experience. And and at the age of 20, he's already got nine international caps for Canada. And obviously three of those came, came at the World Cup. Interestingly, Watford have got a number of connections with Canada, which I am going to, to bore you senseless with. I normally bore people this side of the Atlantic, but today, Benny, I'm going to include you in the process. So (laughs) good luck. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So Canadian connections. There we go. So to Vancouver Whitecaps, Jada Merritt, former US captain, found his way through very, 
very similar to a different route came across from the US actually kind of is is US but uh, uh, from Wisconsin came across played non-league football equivalent of Saint Laurent possibly there and then he got snapped up and then he ended up signing for placing himself in in Vancouver uh, which was there back in 1978 we signed a player called Steve Harrison who went on to become not only a player but a coach and eventually a manager at the club as well uh, through some of our glory years but that was in the days of of Nassau or, or North American Soccer League as they were but again Vancouver Whitecaps and we even had a friendly with them following his transfer over in about 79 or 1980, something like that, which I actually did attend. I am that old. And then finally in the 90s, somebody we've spoken about recently over, over here on the, uh, on the on the community boards was a, a gentleman called Mark Watson in the 90s. I'm, now I'm sure he played for Canada. Um, at the time, that might not have been the greatest show of, of quality ever because Mark Mark did his did his level best for us, but we were a sinking ship at the time. So so quite a, quite a, quite a few connections, I think, there with, uh, with international football. In terms of the MLS, less stepping into and having a presence in Canada, how does that impact the rest of Canadian football and the Canadian league? Because what we tend to see normally on a Sunday night is the occasional Canadian Cup match seems to get kind of international coverage. So suddenly you see something like Forge FC playing and you don't really know much about them. How, how's MLS impacting and how's Canadian football kind of uh, coming along? Um, it's, yeah, it's coming along really well, actually. It's funny that you you should mention the, the Canadian, uh, we call it the Canadian Championship, Forge FC, for example. As you as you probably know, we're, we're going to be hosting the, the World Cup in 2026. And one mm-hmm. of the underlying rules that you have to to, to, to check off one of the boxes is, is to have a domestic league in your country. And the MLS didn't count for us. So we ended up developing this league called the Canadian Premier League. And that's where Forge FC comes from. And so that's even had a, a big impact as well, creating like a culture within, within um, like just an identity not related at all to the States. So even that as well, but the MLS in general has just been growing and growing and growing. And I know it was a big, it was a big thing for, you know, tr- like we're, we're based out of Toronto and it was a big thing for us signing like Jermaine Defoe came over, mm. Michael Bradley came over from AS Roma, Giovinco, guys like that. Um, now Insigne and Bernadeschi. So just big players coming like that and considering Canada has been a bit of a, bit of an, an odd thing to, to, to experience, but it's it's just been massive for the culture. People actually care about football now over here. People are talking about it. They want to go to games. They want to watch the World Cup. So yeah, it, that's definitely been a, a big part. Fantastic. I mean, I remember when Javinko signed. That was a that was a real kind of an, an eye opener because it was excuse if, if this sounds patronising, but people had tended to look at the MLS as you know it's a great retirement, oh, yeah. you know, and it, it's where they'll go yeah. and they'll they'll be able to kind of build the game. But suddenly there were some players going out there who were like, oh, that's interesting, uh, and Javinko was. T- one of them. Didier Drogba, of course, and I, pre- I appreciate I'm stepping on your Toronto sensitive toes talking about Montreal players. Um, but Didier Drogba went out to, to, to Montreal. Were they Montreal Impact at the time? I think they might have been. Yes, yeah. And, and they also had Alessandro Nesta, who was one of the world's best centre-backs in the 90s and noughties. Yes, yes, uh, Louis Teixeira. Yes, that's another one you're going to have to go and look up on Wikipedia. But God, he was good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, no, it's, it's great to hear that, that that's moving forward. Is there excitement around the the, the, the World Cup coming in then, uh, you know, on, on the streets? I'm presuming, and uh, sorry, I don't know for sure, but we always get the impression that hockey is the number one sport in Canada, ice hockey. Is that fair to say? or is that a, a, mis- a misconception yeah no it's definitely it's definitely fair to say i don't think there's any um any change in that anytime soon but there's there's definitely a rise, especially this world cup not 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 even this world cup it was more the qualifying campaign actually we went from potentially not at all being um 
or like every kind of every year there's a qualifying campaign. It's always like, oh, I wonder if this is the year that we could maybe squeak in past Jamaica or past uh, somebody. And this time around, it was like we were the best team. We we dominated. We finished first. Apart from one game, we were undefeated. It was it was like nothing less than impressive. And I think that alone just got people excited. When you're good at something, you just end up kind of wanting to watch it and wanting to be involved. And that's exactly what happened. We were so good. It's a shame that we didn't get a point in this World Cup, and hopefully it doesn't damage people's ideas of this team because we're 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 really onto something. So yeah, there's there's definitely an excitement for for four years from now, starting now, which is incredible. From somebody who who would watch any football going, really, you know, and and obviously the Qatar World Cup is fairly contentious for a whole host of reasons. Disrupted the European season, not being the smallest of them, but obviously all of the political stuff surrounding it is there. But that notwithstanding, we'll go and have a look at the game. The, obviously, Belgium have had a disappointing World Cup, but you ran them all the way there, and Belgium on we you should know, have the, won that game. Oh, well, really should have done. It was unfortunate that you didn't. And yes, they've been um, kind of, you know, they, they they seem to have fallen apart. But that game was the one that stopped them getting going in the first place. I thought against Croatia, you were unlucky. I thought the scoreline flattered the Croatians. I thought they got yeah. out of jail on it a little bit personally. So I think it was it, it was all it was all very good. And we've seen from Morocco's performance against a technically excellent Spanish side, if missing a bit of a uh, a cutting edge only a couple of days ago, you know, how good a result that was. You you, you lost out by the odd goal there so it really sounds like uh it feels like something to build on there is the rest of the squad all in that young and up and coming up and coming kind of category so looking to build to that 2026 yeah those i'd say the majority of our team 80 to 90 percent of our team um you know obviously not not taking in injuries or, or any sort of massive change in form we should be seeing the majority of this team come in. It's funny that 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 we were we're here talking about Kone because he'll be the guy to replace. I think he'll be the he'll be the guy to replace uh, our current captain Atiba Hutchinson, thirty nine years old. I mean, we can get on we can get on it and and we can talk about the the games and when Kone came on and the impact that he had mm. and the difference in game that that was. But apart from maybe Atiba and and our keeper Borian, who who's a bit uh, eccentric, but you gotta love him. This the squad should remain the same, yeah, or most squad for sure. Super. Well, that's going to be really interesting to see. And of course, now that we've signed Kone, who who we've just discovered isn't just sent, isn't defensive midfielder, he can go box to box and uh, and looks an exciting prospect. Is he known for, for for pace, power? Has he got a good engine? Does he last? Is he combative? Is he physical? What kind of what kind of things should we expect to see from him in games? Well, um, I found so being uh, being a, a Toronto fan, I try to stay away from Montreal as much as humanly possible. <laughs> well, um, well done, well done, well done. But uh, then he comes on, he comes, he comes on at the World Cup, and and like I said, he came on for Atiba, who um, offers a completely different set of 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 things that that uh, Kone does. But you just saw his like it's a perfect mix of of pace and power. He can use he can use his body. Um, on and off the ball, he knows when to take a small touch and, and like, keep it tight. He knows when he, he can see a pocket of space and take a big touch away from defenders, away from pressure. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like the two the two words that come to mind are pace and power. He can he really that perfect mix of just like kind of a beast. I, I want to just like say that he's got no bad qualities, but he's he's very very well rounded, very raw but very well rounded. This sounds I like think... the sort of player we need, Peter, doesn't it? In the it midfield, does. it really hey. does. 
pace and power for the English game. I mean, obviously Watford are currently in the in the second tier in what's well, known to the championship, but obviously we need somebody who is also going to develop if we hope we make the jump back up to the Premier League because uh, at the moment we're kind of yo-yoing between the two. But no, absolutely. Somebody's got a good engine. Somebody's got some pace. Somebody's got some power is a perfect adaptation for the for the English game. That's that's good to hear. Not to interrupt you, sir. I was just talking to a friend. It's funny that you stand up because we were we were talking about Kone and this is before he had signed for Watford and we were like, we were talking about how he could he could miss out on a lot of like room to progress if he stayed in the MLS. We were talking, oh, where would he be? There was there was a few other teams in the championship like Norwich, I think were in for him in the summer or one of the ships. And we were like, oh, it'd be really great if you went over to the championship because that would like cultivate a, a different development path. In the MLS, you can only kind of get so good. But with the, t- I, I mean, personally, personally, I think there's an argument to be made that championship is just as competitive as the Premier League um, for different reasons. But I think like that is a perfect environment for someone like him, in my opinion. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. Well, something we also would like to cover is that you are resplendently wearing, resplendent is an excellent word, and I use it far too much, but you are indeed resplendent in an Umbro Canada tracksuit top that that I'd never get into. I wouldn't even get an arm into that bloody thing. But anyway, (laughs) it's it's some excellent stuff. We talked about the growth of the game, and your offside boys, what you are doing is providing – memorabilia and shirt attire is it is it is it not tell us a little bit about yeah. about what you're doing how you're doing it for for the for the for the growth in canada yeah for sure i mean that's that's kind of what what it's all about to be honest um the guy running with a, a friend of mine who like uh, mentioned beforehand uh yeah. he's not here his name's santi he's 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 uh wish he could be here but um we we just started like we were massive football fans we had you know collection of jerseys and it just started off like a passion project kind of thing and then it started to roll into people really kind of liking what we were doing and that now we're at a point where we just want to be a part of this rise of of football in Canada we want to be it's not just about the team being good it's about a culture around the team it's about the Mm -hmm. country wanting to support it's about it being a a pop culture kind of thing and and cool to do if it's not cool people aren't going to want to get involved and we just wanted to we just want to make it something that people can can latch on to not just specifically our brand but just feed into that energy where where people are excited about soccer in Canada so, and, and what it can bring so through that like you said we sell jerseys we have our own um like apparel company or apparel merchandise kind of thing we do, we've done our own podcast and um and yeah so if you're looking for something like this head over to our page well I have to say, it's it's rather good. What 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 is the web page? What's the website address? Offsideboys.com. Oh, there you go, guys. Have a go and have a look at that. And do you ship worldwide, or is it is it mainly Canada? But yes, we do worldwide. Look at that, guys. Well, we we have we know a, a number of people who are well. D- dare I use the word anorak about anybody else, Justin? I'm not <laughs> no, sure. No, but, just yourself, Peter. They, they, just they yourself. are they are somewhat authority, really authorities on uh, on all forms of shirts and uh, and stuff in there. So, what what kind of give give us an example of, of what people can see? What what sort of teams have you got up on the uh, uh, at the moment? And so you've got an apparel company as well. So you're kind of manufacturing replica replica retro kit kind of thing. Um, no, so we've got like our, our one, our one, uh, portion where we sell uh, kits, we kind of curate, um, vintage retro jerseys that we think people would want to buy. Uh, right now we have a big collection of international kits as, as the, uh, the world cup is going on. We tried to focus on that. Um, but then we have our own like merch. We took our, our, uh, our brand. We do variations of our, of our logo and, and sell them on pieces of merchandise that we've, we've made and whatnot. We're just trying to lean into kind of a different lane as well, just so that we're not only doing one thing, but, um, but yeah, our main thing would be would be jerseys. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Well, go and have a look at that offsideboys.com. 
Hi, this is Jay Demerit, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I actually have a question for you guys. Oh, Far away. please do. Um, because I, I did hear about this. I wanted to know if what you guys were thinking, thoughts on this, where with this, this whole Kone deal, uh, mm-hmm. it's a four and a half year deal, if I'm not believe. I don't think they've said that the fee, I think it's a record. They said it was a record fee for Montreal. But um, I heard he was—he could be potentially going over to Udinese in the summer. Well, where do, we, that's not been... where, where do we start with this one, Peter? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, so, I'll let you fill in the background. I, I'm really curious to see how that would... So basically, uh, literally about 10 years ago, 2012, Watford were bought by a family called the Pozzo family, who also own Udinese. They had owned Udinese since 1984. Mm. They've done brilliantly with them. They came and bought us and they they sort of got us up. They also had a club, uh, Granada, in Spain for a short while. That's gone. They're now linked with having another one. So they're, they're, they're one of these kind of, they make their money. They're not just a sort of, uh, you know, kind of into something else and this is a toy. This is this is the industry that they're in. And one of the things that they pride themselves on, although it, it looks like it's being enhanced again further, and possibly Kone might be part of that, about having a worldwide gouting network. So at the mm. same time as we bought in Kone, we are all so bringing across Matthias Martins from uh, from Fluminense in 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 Brazil, uh, Richarlison, who of course has been lighting up the World Cup for Brazil, came over to us for a year before he then moved on to Everton. We've currently got Yao Pedro. All three of those came from Fluminense. We've, so so it's quite often to see bright young talent coming into Watford, and depending on the uh, the paperwork that's required, shall we say, uh, in order to to where where they're gonna where they're gonna be owned, but where they're gonna play, it's it's very flexible. It's very flexible. We've got loads of players who've who've gone to Udinese and back again, and us vice versa. So, okay. so yeah, no, not 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 too much to worry with that. I'm pretty sure Matthias Martins, when he comes across, is going to be on a kind of a similar basis, depending on which league Watford are in. Because of course, the English Premier League is a cash cow. Suddenly, loads of money yeah. comes in, and we have these financial fair play things, so kind of accountancy practices to make sure that you know money's going in the right way. So, should we? I don't think it would be too much to suggest that money washes back and forth from us to Italy, depending on uh, who's doing best in the in their respective leagues. So that, that'll be where it'll be. But no, if he could step in, he sounds like he's ideal for, for the British game. And your point about the championship from a development point of view, because of the number of games you get and because he'll be thrown in front and centre, I would suggest. Yeah, absolutely. Could be a really good grounding for him and hopefully good for us and hopefully good for your national team. Yeah, I hope so. Absolutely. So, hello, Carl. Are you all right? Hi. Hi, sorry. 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 Nice to see you, Carl. Yeah, sorry about that, mate. It's been a bit of a mad one uh, in my world. (laughs) No problem, no problem at all. I do apologise. But uh, listen, it just goes to show how nice Canadians really are because you you all are. You're all fantastic. (laughs) So thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I've got to ask you, what's this? uh, I I watch a lot of, uh, this is totally off football now, so this probably won't make it to the podcast, Um, but I watch a lot of um, Beard Meets Food. Well, it might do. I watch a lot of Beard Meets Food. It needs a lot of, Pochine, Pochine, is it? Is this oh, poutine, poutine. poutine? It's like chips covered <laughs> yeah. in covered in curd, and what is it? Yeah, it's like it's like fries with gravy and cheese curds. Yeah, apparently That's it's like your brilliant. national dish or something, is it? Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's actually it's very um. Very Montreal, actually. Yeah, yeah I'm could... sure Kone's had it a few times. I'm sure he has. I mean, he goes to these eating competitions where he just eats bowl after bowl of the stuff, and you think, "Sorry, this is <laughs> this is French yeah. fries with curd yeah. and gravy on it." It's just, yeah, it looks 
It looks bizarre. Yeah, yeah. There you go. We, we, <laughs> we, <laughs> but it tastes good. It tastes pretty good, though. Does it? Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to try it, but it's just, you know, we just don't have that over here. So I just thought, what the bloody hell it's is not, it? It's not something you, you'd make at home, is it? No, no. Poteen. Right, okay. Excellent. Yeah, sorry about that. Off, off no, kilter, we, we, as usual. We know, we know we're going off, off on, a, on a tangent, but blimey. What would be the, uh, the Toronto equivalent, then? Or something that's kind of specific oh. to, to Toronto? Because one of the things oh. we do is... Maybe. Whenever, whenever we're playing away, and if Carlos is going there, we force him to eat the local delicacy. Now it's doubtful we're going to get <laughs> to play in Toronto. Quite happy just to in go case, to Toronto. I've got no problem with that at all. By the way, Excellent. I put my hand up for that. For that one. That's dedication. What, what should he have if he came across uh, uh, Toronto? Uh, it's tough. I mean, my first instinct was was a beaver tail. I don't know if you've ever had one of those. Beg your pardon. What? <laughs> a, I, beaver sorry. a beaver toe in England is something completely different. <laughs> yeah. 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 I forgot about I forgot about that. Yeah. So is um, that literally the tail of a beaver? How do you prepare this? Is it is it, it fried? I, I, I couldn't I couldn't tell you what it is. But right, I know it's, okay. it's 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 like a, a dessert kind of thing. You bet you get it at like uh, like carnivals and, and festivals. We have this big thing called the X here. Every right. summer, right? And okay. Every time you go to the X, you get so. I but it's such a such a diverse city that you just kind of got a bunch of different foods. So I don't know if we have like one staple. I'd be curious to see. I'm going to ask my friends what they would say. But yeah, I, I first instinct was was I'm not going to say it again. But yeah, beaver tail. What was say? Oh, I will say it's a beaver ben, tail, right? Okay. Yeah, no, ben, ben, Benny, Benny, you you had us at beaver tail. I yeah, mean, that, that was there. <laughs> we're going to send Carl out for beaver tail. That could I'm be. Up, uh, Am I right in saying, though, chaps? Uh, you'll correct me if I'm wrong. Hasn't a Canadian like takeaway place opened in Watford? Is that Tim Hortons or whatever it's called? Is that Tim the Hortons? Place? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that's big in Canada. Oh yes, true. Yeah, I guess that's all of Canada though. But Tim Hortons, yeah, it's like our, our Starbucks. Right. Our, okay. Our, like, okay. Our we've, go-to we've just, coffee place. Yeah. Yeah, we've just had one open here, and it's created a bit of a a bit of a buzz. Yeah. It's a, big, really? getting... it's a big drive-through yeah. place, isn't it? It's a it's a big unit as well because it used to be a Pizza Hut. It's a big big unit and. Uh, it's had mixed if, reviews, I think, to be honest. If you want to get something very Canadian from Tim Hortons, order a double-double. A, a double, coffee, a double-double. A double-double. Double. Right, okay, that's a strong coffee, yeah. is it? And, and could, you yeah. just do me, could you just do me a very big favour? Can you say the word about? Uh, about. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, I was ready yeah. for a boot. If you catch me saying it in a sentence... <laughs> I'll hear it. I'll hear it. Yeah. yeah. I'm oh, sure I've said it. it. I'm sure I've said it in this podcast. You can go back. I can. I'll go back and listen. Yeah. I, think, I think what we should do is drive up to Tim to Tim Hortons and see if we can get a beaver tail. I think that's something we should do this weekend after the game. I don't think we should. I think we'll be arrested. Do if you we think we'll be arrested? <laughs> yeah. okay. I'm pretty sure we'll be arrested. <laughs> of the vice squad coming after yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not a good idea. Not, not a good, good idea. idea. Uh, enough of this tomfoolery. Um, so is there anything else you want to cover, Peter or Carl? Or no, that's, Benny absolute, get on with that's absolutely perfect, Benny, I think, really, because... Obviously, everybody's excited that we've got we've got uh, uh, Kone coming in. So, because of the transfer window, we're not going to get to see him until the earliest would be what away at Norwich on the second of January. So, the, the transfer window opens up, or he'll become available from the first first game is away at Norwich. So, it's really interesting to see what we've got with him. But it's also really good to understand kind of what's going on in football in other parts of the world as well, because you know we get to discuss important things such as beaver tails. I think that's good. <laughs> exactly. I'll be watching on, on the second. Excellent stuff. Excellent yeah. stuff. Well, we look forward to uh, 
welcoming. I mean, we we have uh, we have hornets in Mexico City. We have them in Florida. We have them in California. We have them in Dubai and Australia. And all that. we look forward to welcoming you into the clan there, uh, Benny. When when you become all enthused about seeing Kone running the championship ragged in the second half of the season, that's what we like to see. Yeah, definitely fantastic. All right, well, Benny, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Thank you very much for Thank joining you us. So much for having having me on, guys. Oh, no, it's been brilliant. It's been absolutely fantastic. Thanks for giving us an insight into uh, Canadian football and uh, cuisine, shall we say? And have a lovely Christmas. And um, thanks very much for coming on. Do not scratch your eyes. Cheers, Benny. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Stop, man. Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around you got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? (whistles) At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.